0: In his second start with the Texas Rangers, Jacob deGrom looked like the best freaking pitcher on the planet, maybe in the history of baseball. We're going to break down how great he was, why this is exactly who the Rangers thought they were getting. And a look at Josh Young, who had a fantastic day and a fantastic first series, first couple of series to start off the season. All that and more on this episode of Locked on Rangers. Let's get into it. You are locked on Rangers. <clears throat> the Daily Texas yep. Rangers podcast You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Comment all the things that watching Jacob DeGrom made you feel because it made me feel so many freaking things. The Rangers won 5-2 to two over the Baltimore Orioles Orioles were able to get a masterclass of a performance from Jacob Degrom that still left him pissed off, despite it being an absolutely phenomenal start. He's, he began the game with four perfect innings. I was just sitting back there watching Jacob Degrom cook and just absolutely cackling maniacally like a freaking supervillain. This guy is on the Texas Rangers. He's on the Texas Rangers for the next. Five years, maybe six years, if he's healthy and everything goes well and he keeps doing these type of things for the next, I don't know, four or five years. Um, It's it's special. It's absolutely... Unparalleled, the Rangers were able to get him a couple of runs in the bottom of that first inning. He thought that that's it, it's game over. It's Jacob DeGrom on the freaking hill, and he is on less of a pitch count than the last time out. He was in the 70s with his pitch count last time. This time, he was able to go 92 pitches in this one. So, I'm thinking that next time he might be able to go the full 100 mark in his third start with the Texas Rangers. But, I mean. There's a thought that maybe if, if even if he was limited to 90 pitches, maybe he might pull a Maddox because he was just so incredibly efficient to start out this one. The final line um, looks fantastic. Six innings, a pair of walks, a pair of hits, a pair of runs, only one of which was earned because of an error by Marcus Simeon. But 11 strikeouts on 92 pitches. The guy is just Unreal. Normally you see a lot of strikeout pitchers who struggle to go deep into games, who struggle to be economical with their pitch count. But when all of your pitches are so freaking good that nobody can can make contact with them, no one can, you know, really do much of anything against them, then you don't need to throw a bazillion pitches to get your strikeouts. You just go one, two, three, and, you know, good morning, good afternoon, good freaking night to every single hitter in the lineup. The guy was just absolutely unreal. And this is the kind of guy that you pay 185 million dollars that might end up looking like a freaking steal, and when this contract is all said and done, I mean, it's just, it's just unreal. Like, there's just so, it's been one amazing Jacob Degrom start and one pretty good Jacob Degrom start, and I'm already running out of words to describe the beauty and the majesty of watching Jacob Degrom throw baseballs for my favorite baseball team, and it's only going to get even better. And this is an outing where he was not happy with himself. Things did spiral on him a little bit in that fifth inning. He said he was having some trouble pitching out of the stretch. That's where he does most of his bullpens. He said, that's where I need those where you make the, the biggest pitches with guys on base. And things kind of, things kind of added up on him in that fifth inning. Things got a little bit away from him after the perfect game was done, which I'll be honest, I was kind of a little relieved the perfect game was done in that fifth inning because There might have been a chance, um, depending on how economical he was with his pitch count, if he just, you know, got up against the 90-ish pitches, which I think was what his limit was, if he. could have a chance at a perfect game because it's just one of those days where it's like, oh, Jacob Gram is just otherworldly good and when his stuff is on, you you just can't do a darn thing about it. And I don't care who you are. Um, unless if you're Ryan mountain Castle, you can go and get some um extra base hits that can ruin the <laughs> ruin the perfect game and start a rally. Adam Frazier was able to drive in a run. Um and an error um also happened in that fifth inning that led allowed another base runner in the inning to continue. But Jacob DeGrom got right back on that that horse even though he allowed a I believe it was a leadoff walk in that sixth inning which is kind of when I thought okay this is about time um when they're about to go get him because he's kind of racking up the pitch count and um he's not really having his same command Yeah, a leadoff walk to Adley Rutschman but then a brilliant play a strike him out throw him out caught stealing of Adley Rutschman a great throw by Jonah Heim who did struggle to c- contain the running game last year as did Mitch Garver in his um 15 or whatever games that he actually caught. Same with basically every other Rangers catcher last year. Really struggled to contain that running game. But we have Jacob deGrom who throws 99 miles an hour and throws at the top of the zone. Makes it real easy to pitch and catch um, to second base and tag out the guy. Even if Adley Richmond is a little bit faster than the average catcher, he is still young and spry, but he is still a catcher. So <laughs> the Rangers were able to nail him by a wide margin. The Baltimore Orioles are very aggressive on the base paths, so I thought that might be something that Baltimore would take advantage of this Texas Rangers team, and um, they really weren't able to do so, and DeGrom was able to calm down a little bit after that, um, was able to get Ryan Moundcastle with his 11th strikeout of the game to end that inning and finish off that sixth inning, get through six, just allow the one earned run, and have an absolutely phenomenal start. Look at his stats on the season. He's still not positive in the war board because, um, well... That first start was was pretty rough, um, but he is leading the team in innings because, of course, he has two starts. Nine and two-thirds innings, an in ERA, which was over 12, is now at five and a half, um, and also has 18 strikeouts in nine and two-thirds innings. That's 16.8 strikeouts per nine innings. It's just... It's just stupid, man. It's just absolutely stupid that this guy is real and a pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Yeah, the overall numbers look kind of ugly right now. It's it's two starts. It's fine. We saw we saw what it looks like. Someone asked me on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. Is this what it looks like to have a true race? And, I, and my answer was no. This is not an ace. This is the best pitcher of his generation. That's what this looks like. An ace. An ace is pretty good. The Rangers have had aces before. you Darvish was an ace. Don't don't you talk back to me. Peak Yu Darvish was an ace. When Cole when Cole Hamels I am about to say Cole against, When Cole Hamels was was on his stuff, that was an ace. Lance Lynn at the peak of his game, that's an ace. But this this is something entirely different. This is something that the Rangers have not seen. This is something that the baseball world has not seen. This is a transcendent talent, a guy who just, we've not seen anything like him, and I don't know if we ever will again. So you thank your lucky stars. You find some illegal stream or however you can to watch every Jacob DeGrom start. If you have some friends who are not baseball fans and you want to get them into baseball, just show them a Jacob DeGrom start, and they'll, they'll know. Even if they don't know anything about baseball, they'll watch this guy and go, Oh, yeah. This guy's pretty different. This guy's pretty fun. Um, And you might be able to make some of your friends uh, begrudgingly get into baseball, and then they'll blame you once they're obsessed with it and it ruins their lives. But it'll be great because they'll be watching Jacob freaking ground. Coming up, we're going to get into a little bit of Josh Young's fantastic game, fantastic series so far, and how I am so impressed with him. And I'm taking a little bit of my victory lap six games into the season. The first, this episode is brought to you by, by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure a player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's that easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. The Built, Mar- Built March Madness bracket is here, and we all know you have a favorite bar or puff. Now is the time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. So when you go vote you get for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one lucky Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You you have got to try. Built it is the best tasting protein bar ever. Seriously, they are so freaking amazing. You won't think that they're good for you, but I promise you, they are. They're rich in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Now, Josh Young has been off to a fantastic start. He is leading the team. Of guys who have played all, eh, more than more than Mitch Garver. We're going to exclude Mitch Garver from making the cutoff of four games. Um, Josh Young has played all six games of, for the Rangers this season. He's hitting 318 with an on base of 375, slugging six. 36, a 1,011 OPS with a pair of home runs tied with Mitch Garver to lead this team. And he has been absolutely phenomenal defensively as well, making some charging barehanded plays, making some diving stops, making some just generally pretty good plays. His arm strength looks a little bit better. Maybe that's just me willing into it. But the overall defensive acumen of this kid has been vastly improved. It's been talked a lot about in spring training. We've seen it in the regular season, and we've also seen him have some big at-bats, including the go-ahead home run in this one to give the Rangers a lead, a two-run shot um, to give Texas a 4-2 to lead in the sixth inning. The Rangers were also able to get a- another insurance run later on that came off the bat of a Nathaniel Lowe double, his second of the season. That scored Ezekiel Duran. Um, by the way, shout out to Ezekiel Duran for stepping up and getting some more <clears throat> plate appearances, While Josh Smith is still recovering from injury, he has not been back in the lineup. Um, He is going to be, I think, just fine, thankfully. It was a little scary moment when he got hit in the face by a pitch uh, against the Orioles in, I believe, the series opener in this one, Um, but really glad that he is okay. Also on the mend is Leody Tavares, who is rehabbing Thursday night as I am recording this with the Frisco Rough Riders. He is DHing there. We'll see when he can get back into lineup, be the everyday center fielder, then have more of a regular defensive outfield of Adolis Garcia and right. Um, Robbie Grossman in left field and Leody Tavares in center field. Um, I think that is going to be the pretty much everyday alignment. We're talking about um, Josh, Josh Young, who has been absolutely incredible to start the season, having some really important clutch at-bats, including a big walk in the opening day game against the Phillies in the middle of that nine-run uh, inning. He was able to you know turn the lineup over. I believe he walked right before Robbie Grossman hit that home run, that three-run shot to tie the game up in that fourth inning, I believe it was. Back then. Uh, it's been like five days or a whole week since then. So uh, forgive my memory for not being that spot on at this moment. But Josh Young is a guy who I've been on high on for a long, long time. and It is not just my Red Raider bias. It is my it is because I am a Red Raider and I've seen this kid literally since he was a 19 year old. And I've seen a lot of overthinking about how good this kid can be because last year was kind of rough for him at the big league level. But again, He was still coming back a little bit, probably too quickly from injury. He'd had two different random injuries that had taken a lot of time from him the last couple of years. Thankfully, he made it through spring training healthy. Despite that car crash, thankfully, he's just okay. A lot of random freak injuries, a broken foot in 2021 and a shoulder injury in 2022 that took out most of his season. We thought would take out all of his season. But because he comes back and he doesn't absolutely dominate the first 25 games of the big leagues, everyone's like, mm, I don't know, maybe just baseball prospectus. Maybe I'm just projecting basically just what baseball prospectus is doing as well. But Baseball America had him down a little bit as well. And and same with, I believe, the Athletics' top 100 prospects had him down a lot lower than I thought he should be. MLB Pipeline still had him in the 30s overall, of the top 100 prospects in all of baseball. And I think that's about where he should be because this guy – is a flat hitter. He is a good hitter. I think he will be a fine defensive third baseman, and I think he will continue to get better. And I'm not worried when Josh Young struggles because he has... The one thing that I think is most important in a professional athlete being great is their absolute single-minded desire for greatness. I don't know if it's necessarily healthy in other careers, just being so single-focused on one thing. But if you want to be really great at baseball, then you are just solely minded on baseball. Um, then that's really going to help you. He's a guy who is just so incredibly dedicated to his craft it feels like it's it's so it's such a cliche but it's honestly accurate the guy just cares so much about baseball you saw that when he was rehabbing in those times when he was hurt he was always in the dugout picking guys' brains watching video like just always wanted to be around baseball is just so obsessed with it and you know when when great athletes are the greatest, it's because they have that obsession as well as the natural talent. Josh Young is a guy who has all the natural talent in the world and an incredible obsession with baseball. I think that's the thing the Rangers like the most about him. I don't want to project. That's the thing that I like the most about him. I think that is the biggest sign of a guy's future ability to have success is a guy who can, you know, deal with some struggles and be always, always, always trying to get better because eventually if you start to get cocky, get start to get, you know, feeling yourself, you have to get a little too sure of yourself and you're not still trying to improve, the game will pass you up and it will, you know, spit you out and you will regress because everyone else will have progressed faster than you. But that is not something that I'm worried about with Josh Young. I think he's going to be a very big part of this lineup. And him and Adoles Garcia, those guys in the middle third of the lineup, which it seems like that's where they're going to be. If those guys, we know, you know what the the top three in this order can do. We know Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and Nathaniel Lowe are all going to be amazing. That's great. I mean, it's been a little bit of a struggle for, for Seager so far, which I'm a little surprised that he doesn't have his first home run of the season in his first six games at Globe Life Field because he hits so tremendously well at Globe Life Field. I'm not worried. He's still hitting the baseball hard. He's still walking. It's, it's fine. It's six games. We'll be fine. And he had some pretty drastic home road splits last year, but, um, Josh Young and um, and Adoles Garcia, if those guys can be nearly close to this good, I don't think Young's going to have an OPS over 1,000 for the full year. It's not impossible, but I don't think it's necessarily likely. And if Adoles Garcia can have an OPS around 897 like he has right now for the full season, then like that's that's going to take this team into a scary next-level stratosphere. Um, and also, if you can get a healthy Mitch Garver for the full year, um, dh more often than he has been. I think that would be whew, just a massive, massive recipe for a dangerous lineup with one Jacob Degrom at the top. Coming up, we'll look at this series in Chicago at Wrigley Village. It's been a long time since the Rangers have been there. Where this Cubs team stands and how the Rangers stack up there. But first, this episode is brought to you by So Rare, a new sponsor we have here. Our new sponsor, So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 mlb teams unlike other fantasy baseball pra- platforms so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting buying selling and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and access, accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Um, so Rare recently partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in SoRare's current brand cam- campaign and will engage with the SoRare community throughout the season at MLB events. Head to SoRare.com slash locked That's S-O-R. ARE.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. Now, this Rangers team goes off to start their road series their first road series of the season all afternoon games against the Cubs because it's Wrigley and that's just what they do there and a couple of national TV games as well the Rangers first game Friday is going to be at 2 p.m central time it's going to be on Apple TV plus unlike last year this will not be free on Apple TV plus you have to have an Apple TV plus subscription Um, so if you didn't take advantage of that last year sorry so sorry sorry, Charlie Um, that's too bad. Them's the breaks. Um, And then on Saturday, the Rangers have another afternoon game at 4 p.m., 4.05 Central Time. That is going to be on FS1. Martin Perez versus Justin Steele. That Friday game is going to be Nathan Evaldi versus Marcus Stroman. Should be a pretty good matchup. We'll see if Nathan Evaldi can bounce back from a so-so first game as a Texas Ranger. This Cubs lineup doesn't really scare me all that much. And then on the Sunday game, 2.20 p.m. to close this one out, John Gray versus Jamison Tyone. Martin Perez versus Justin Steele is the Saturday pitching matchup and it should be a pretty decent one. Justin Steele is a youngster for these Chicago Cubs. Had a decent year uh, last year. This year he started off with a great first start. uh, Six innings of shutout ball, just three hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Um, Also, Marcus Stroman had... uh, Six innings with eight strikeouts and no runs in his first start of the season. They also have a former Ranger, Drew Smiley, in the rotation, who the Rangers will not end up seeing. I'm not seeing any other former Rangers in this uh, bullpen or rotation, and not any former Rangers on their roster either. Uh, They do have a few new faces, including their multi-hundred million dollar... uh, leave 185-ish million dollars for their new shortstop Dansby Swanson who is already off to a blazing start a pair of home runs uh, excuse me no a pair of RBIs for him um hitting 500 and slugging 600 so far. Former Ranger great Patrick Wisdom is on this team. That is the only I knew there was one. I knew there was one guy. I couldn't remember exactly who it was. They also have Ian Happ who is a very very solid player, Cody Bellinger the former MVP on that weird one year deal who is manning center field, Trey Mancini, the former Ma- or, uh, Oriole and uh, unfortunately Astro um And it's just kind of a weird combination of guys, this roster. They've signed a bunch of guys that it felt like, eh, maybe this guy will work out, maybe not. Um, Cody Bellinger, Eric Hosmer, and Trey Mancini. Of those three guys... I think maybe one of them will end up being an average, an average MLB player. It was kind of a weird offseason for them. They spent a bunch of money on Dan P. Swanson. They they made some pretty decent investments in in the uh, rotation. I believe Marcus, Marcus Stroman was signed last year, and Jameson Tyone was signed this year. I think he'll be fine. Um, but kind of a a weird team that is like kind of on the come up and like half halfway committed to actually spending money. This is a team that can always afford to spend money because they're in a huge market, and Cubs fans are diehard loyalists. Everyone wants to go to Wrigley Field, so those games are always being sold out despite them always not being the best. They also lost Wilson Contreras, who was the last core piece they had from that um, that 2016 world championship run and um yeah now everybody else is just gone they're all they're all gone chris bryan is gone anthony rezzo is gone um jason hayward is now on the dodgers um and weirdly actually doing pretty darn well, but this is not a team that I think is going to give the Rangers a whole lot of trouble. They have some decent pitching. It should be some decent pitching matchups, but I'm not super worried about their offense. Justin Steele had a decent year last year. Strowman is a fine pitcher, but again, it's not anybody that I'm super, super concerned. Last year, Justin Steele pitched 24 games for the Cubs, 119 innings, an ERA just over three at 318. He is 27 years old. Um, and again, Solid first start, but it is just one start. And I think this Rangers team should be able to pull two out of three against this Cubs team. They really need to keep this momentum going. I've talked about it a little bit before, but this is one of the series, especially keeping that momentum after coming off that fantastic outing from Jacob deGrom. The Rangers need to take advantage of these early season games against less good teams. Right now, the Rangers are tied atop their division at 4-2 and with the Angels. The Angels, I believe, have the tiebreaker at the second because they've played some AOS games and won them where the Rangers have not just yet. But the Rangers cannot afford to let these early season games not matter as much as as they have. They've done a good job of making sure every game counts. They have been making defensive changes. Again, that is something that I think is a Bruce Bochy thing. It's something that why he is such a good manager and something that I wanted to go back to about him. Just the two things that I keep coming back to in almost every single one of these wins, actually in every single one of these wins is the <clears throat> unique way that he uses his bullpen and how willing he is to make defensive substitutions late in games, in close games. It was a five to two lead. The Bruce is like, no, we're not going to take any chances. We're going to put out our best defensive out for these last couple of innings. And we're going to throw exactly who we want in relief, when we want them to be in relief. The Rangers extend their uh, scoreless streak from relievers. I believe it's at over 20 innings at this point. The Rangers have the lowest ERA from their bullpen in all of baseball. They've only allowed two earned runs from relievers. One of them was allowed by Jonathan Hernandez. One of them was allowed by, by Brock Burke. And this Rangers bullpen, normally you think, all right, you'll give each guy one inning and that's kind of what they'll do. And that's pretty standard but what was really confusing is that he brought in will smith to come in in that seventh inning and you thought okay will smith's basically just a one inning reliever that is just kind of what he is and then he brings him back out there for the eighth inning and of all the guys in this range of bullpen will smith is one of the guys who i think that's not really someone who i want to see multiple innings of and i thought okay well how how long is he going to have him in there it was granted it was another lefty that was starting that eighth inning so Instead of bringing in Jonathan Hernandez to start that inning and face against the Lefty, we thought, all right, let's save Will Smith for one more out. Because the Rangers will have a day off on Thursday today, as I'm recording this, before the series in Chicago. So what's throwing Will Smith for one more out against the lefty? Or one more batter, I should say, against the lefty. He ended up getting the out. Jonathan Hernandez comes in and gets two outs and does walk one. And Jose LeCourt comes in, gets his first save of the season, does not allow a single base runner, does not have any kind of chaos, and is now tied for the team lead with Will Smith in saves uh, with one so far this season but a great outing for him and a, again just just one of those little things it's like okay letting one reliever get 4 outs and the other one um get 2 and then bringing your closer on for the standard you know three out save in a exactly three run game but again it's those little things that make the difference and it's why Bruce Bochi is making such a a big impact i mean the rangers have had a lot of uh, big characters and um, I think good people as managers the last few years. I think Washington was the right manager for that team at that time. But tactically, I don't think that any of them are quite to the level of Bruce Bochy. I don't think he is quite the level of coach that necessarily any of the other guys were. I think Woodward is more of a coach. Um, I heard the Diamond Pod talking about this um, pretty great podcast uh, from The Ticket. Um, they're talking about the difference between a coach and a manager. And Bruce Bochy is not really coach. He's not giving, they don't think he's, I I, I tend to agree with them that they don't think that he is giving these necessarily like specific pointers, like Ron Washington of like giving the ins and outs of like how to play this exact uh, defensive infield position, um, and exactly how to react to this type of ball this way or the other same with Woodward or with some of the other coaches on this staff, um, which that's their job. Bruce Bochy's job is to manage the personalities, to manage the lineup, the bullpen, um, and put these guys in the best position to succeed. And I think that Bruce Bochy being in charge is kind of, I mean, I mean the Rangers have made a lot of improvements the last few years in the offseason, but I think that nationally, the reason this team is going to start getting respect is because people will start looking around and saying, oh, Bruce Bochy's there. That's one thing I heard on the uh, Cespedes Family Barbecue Boys podcast um, is that they were changing their mind about the Rangers. They were a little skeptical this offseason, even after signing Jacob deGrom and improving their entire, entire rotation. Very, very drastically, they're just like, well, you're, you can't just really typically throw a whole bunch of money at a team and just completely turn everything around. But one of the things that they said is Bruce Bochy's in that dugout. Bruce Bochi got off his couch after three years, and he didn't do that if he thought that he was going to you know, manage a team that sucked. He's not going to do that. That's not who Bruce Bochy is. And, I mean, look at the teams that Bruce Bochy Bochy took to the World Series and won World Series' with in San Francisco. I I think these are more talented teams than those San Francisco Giants teams. I mean, they don't have Buster Posey. Um, I don't think anybody that's quite that level of surefire Hall of Famer, just incredibly clutch, great guy uh, on this team. Maybe Corey Seager will end up being that. But, like, still – it was, it was really not a whole lot else that besides Buster Posey and friends and some really good starting pitchers. The Rangers have some really good starting pitchers. They have a really good defensive catcher. Um, they also have one catcher who's really good offensively. If you combine both of them, maybe they would be Buster Posey. But the Rangers also have an entire lineup behind those guys um, that are also really freaking good, a half-billion-dollar middle infield. They have a silver slugger at first base. They have a young, scrappy, very good third baseman um, who is a rookie. They also have Adolis Garcia in the outfield, and Robbie Grossman, who's pretty good, really good, doing doing his best out there, and a, a deep team and a bullpen that he knows how to manage that has their strengths, and Bruce Bochy is getting the most out of these guys and making them a very, very efficient bullpen. I am really excited about this team, really excited about a winning homestead. Hopefully, the Rangers can go on the road and kick the crap out of these Chicago Cubs. Cubs and come back on Monday still atop of this ALS but that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Range I'll be back tomorrow with an episode talking about the minor league season starting where the top prospects are and what you need to watch for on Friday but for your second listen go check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball you can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies Locked On Fantasy find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day Thank y'all so much for listening and until next time, don't forget to enjoy every Jacob freaking DeGrom start.